What you are about to hear is a complete work of fiction. Mostly. Guess who, motherfuckers? If you guessed Matthew McConaughey, sadly you are mistaken. But if you guessed Brian Pingle from the hit podcast Bloodthirsty Times, you are also wrong. Technically, Brian doesn't exist anymore. And as some of you may have heard, uh, I'm supposed to be dead. And I was for a short while anyway. Uh, but I'll get to that a little bit later, uh, as I don't have much time. Uh, so I wanted to come back to do a proper goodbye for those listening out there and also for my good friends, Will and Octavio. Uh, so I came back to the studio to record a little something. Um, well, I guess I broke into the studio would be more accurate. Um, and it's about two in the morning, by the way. And uh, by the way, you guys need to get better locks on your doors. Um, now, just to give you all like a mental image, uh, we record in an eight story building. Uh, the building is is property of Bloodthirsty Times, and uh, we record on the very top floor, uh, which is the eighth floor. And um, the three of us pitched in to you know buy the building, and Octavio put in like I don't know something like ten million dollars, and uh, Will put in like eleven million, and I I put in like five uh, five dollars, five whole dollars. Um, so this building is just as much mine as it is theirs. I'm allowed to be here. It is my God-given rats. Anyway, in a, in a few episodes, there was a, uh, a wandering vagrant named Cletus uh, who would frequent the studio while we were recording. Um, and you guys may have heard him. He's like, you know, the hillbilly type of folk. Um, and I believe on one episode, uh, after we changed the locks on the doors, he still managed to get into the recording studio by climbing in through a window. Um, we're on the eighth floor. So like I was, I was super concerned at that point. Like, how, the, how the hell did you do that? Fucking crazy guy. Anyway, I, I suppose you wanted to hear how, um, or, you know, what happened and why I'm no longer, uh, with the show. Um, well, the first part is because I may or may not have gotten into some hot water with some very powerful people, uh, the kind of people that, you know, make other people disappear. Now, I did something that upset this group, and uh, they put a hit out on me. Now, uh, to save them some trouble, I actually staged my own death. So I actually faked it by pretending it was a barbering accident. I think some people were saying that it was actually like a uh, you know shaving, a shaving accident. Now, word got out that I actually had passed away, and I thought that I was going to be in the clear. Um, now, that is until I saw the police, and they were raiding my shack. Now, I pay $2,000 a month for that shack. Like, my whole life is in that room. So I knew at that point that uh, they knew I was still alive and they were looking for me. So um, the second part to the story and the part with the most truth to it is that I'm focusing on becoming a barber and building my career. Uh, but not just any barber. A world-renowned barber. <laughs> 
So I've created a new identity. Um, and from here on out, Brian no longer exists. I am Drex the Barber. So follow me on Instagram and follow me on Facebook. I need your help. Um, but why am I here exactly, you know, back in the studio? You know, well, like I mentioned before, uh, I wanted to do a proper send off and I wanted to do one last episode and reminisce, re reminisce about the good times that we had. And, um, you know, I'll be playing a few clips here, you know, some of the funny times that we've had on the show and some of my favorite moments. Um, you know, it was kind of tough to choose from because there were many, many times and many, many spots in the clips and everything that were really funny. Um, but I'm going to be playing some of my favorite ones here for you guys today. So the first clip comes from actually uh, the episode of the Rendlesham Forest incident. And if you guys remember this one, this is about aliens. <laughs> so um, this is from the, uh, the Rendlesham episode. The thing that really sets this incident apart from other UFO sightings is just the sheer amount of evidence. Now, if we take a look at it, there were documented broken branches from the trees near the landing site. There were three impressions or indentations on the hard ground. There were heat signatures and burns on the bark of the surrounding trees, radioactive soil and tree samples, multiple eyewitnesses and accounts, government documents, basically a ton of hard evidence on this the event. Sounds so much like Diet Love Pass. Holy shit. Right? Burnt now, trees, radioactive mm -hmm. signatures, uh, indentations, like stuff. Oh, dude, this is crazy, uh, right? Yeah, that's way too similar. Like, honestly. I just, uh -huh. just want to know, how much are we playing this fucking piano player? Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> um, he's our uh, our staffed piano player, so he's just on a... Uh, he's on salary, yeah. Yeah, he's on salary here. Not a big deal. plays when we tell him to play. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now, this is the part of the story that, you know, some are probably thinking like, wait, wait, I can accept all the radar evidence, the radioactivity, the documents, you know, but this Celtic Atlantis, like that's, that's just too much. You know, you're full of shit. Please pull forward, sir. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, now, interestingly just that, enough. Just a like nutty dude popping <laughs> shit into a microphone. It's a Wendy's, dude. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, man, these uh, these paranormal episodes were always so much fun to do. Um, this is actually, I believe, the first episode that uh, we we hired Richard uh, as part of the uh, the ensemble cast to play the little piano in the background. But uh, yeah, man, we would always, uh, you know, we I always loved doing the paranormal and the conspiracy type episodes. They were so much fun to do, and uh, you know, we could all crack jokes and you know have a little more fun with it. Um, you know, not take it too seriously. And I love this clip because, um, one, I, I love to make people laugh. Like I'm no professional comedian or anything, but it's always been a goal of mine, you know, to make someone laugh so hard that they jizz their pants. <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the correct phrase, right? I'm laughing so hard. I'm going to jizz my pants. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Now here's the next clip, uh, from the, uh, the episode of Skinwalker Ranch part two. I think this is from the second part. Um, so here's this one. Chalking it up to his imagination, he gritted his teeth and continued with his task at hand. Now gradually, the feeling subsided and the musky odor receded. And he said this was one of the only times when he felt he was in actual danger. 
when he asked his teammate a little bit later, he claimed that he also had a strange feeling of being watched and that he picked up on the strange scent as well. He also mentioned that his field compass began acting erratically and it began pointing in the direction where the musk odor was strongest and only returning when the smell had dissipated. And these magnetic interferences were the first vague patterns the investigators had seen. So Terry said that this horrible smell, which has been described as sulfur-like, was a common occurrence whenever the phenomena was around. This smell would continue to haunt the NIDS team over the next few years and would even show up in their own command center. The smell would show up suddenly and without warning. It's also curious that demons are said to bring a sulfur smell with them. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Uh, a curious little thing that happened a little while later was that everyone was in the command center. <laughs> Including Terry and Gwen. (laughs) One member of the NITS team. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, so, (laughs) yeah, this was one of my favorite ones, mainly just because it's, if you guys listen to the show before, you know that I'm, I'm a chucklehead and I love to laugh. Um, so Octavio wasn't saying anything particularly funny here. He was actually just reading the script, but there is a running joke where uh, you guys kind of heard it a little bit here where we go, hmm, hmm. And it, it always fucking gets me, man. And I, and actually in the uh, the Rendlesham episode, I think that's where, that's the first time that we ever actually did the, the hmms. And uh, it's always so funny to me every time I hear it and, in this clip, particularly when I start laughing is because I hear it in my head and I just start laughing like uncontrollably. It's one of my favorite things. It's, it's fucking hilarious to me. Um, but this next clip is actually going to be coming from uh, the Richard Speck part two episode. Um, and it's, it's one of my all time favorites. And so here's this one. Well, Think I'll go upstairs. Yeah, I think I'll go upstairs. <laughs> no. Did you make this into a gay thing just now? <laughs> no. Was, Richard Speck was, was talking to himself him? the entire time. Uh, I, 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 I think I'll go upstairs. Now you go upstairs and then I'll go upstairs. Oh, no. You're going to stay downstairs and I'm going to go upstairs. Well, if you want to go upstairs, I'll go downstairs. So now, fellow, we found ourselves in a good old Mexican standoff. Yeah, uh, what's heard with the Mexican the, stuff? Heard it was why, the Mexicans. Why, did, why a Mexican or Filipino? I don't, I, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. it's, that's just their go to. It's 1966, man. Race rights. Mm-hmm. Race riots. Um, It it was true, though. Outside on the streets, uh, police had began to canvas the area, going bar to bar and flophouse to flophouse, looking for Speck. And they carried heavy weaponry because um, this is a predominantly black area. And, well, I'm sure I don't have to tell you in 2021 that colored people and the police just don't get along, do I? (laughs) I mean, can you imagine that relationship in 1966 where the word accountability basically didn't exist anyway? Mm Mm-hmm. At 8 p.m., Speck had walked out of a bar called The Pink Twist. And at 8.15 p.m., police had walked into a bar called The Pink Twist. Oh, man, what a twist. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Keep going. Okay. When Speck got to the corner... (laughs) 
He met two guys. <laughs> 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 Oh man, this so this is probably one of my favorite episodes. I think we were, I don't remember, but we were all just, we were all like just drinking and just having a good time, and we were just, as Octavio would put, we were just saying stuff that time. Um, but it was always fun. Like again, in the very, uh, like kind of in the middle of the clip, he heard us doing the the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a running joke that we always do, and I, it fucking gets me. Um, as well as the uh, the pink twist, the name of the place, that joke always gets me. Like I, I love to tell really corny jokes, uh, and I know like they get on the nerve of the other two, which only makes it so much more funny for me. Like I, whenever they just do that sigh, like ah, like <laughs> that one always gets me. Um, but the reason why I chose this one is because uh, the conversation at the very beginning with Richard Speck, you hear Will uh, doing that accent. So in this in this uh, episode, we were there were so many different speaking roles uh, in this one, and I couldn't think of a new voice to do on the fly. So I decided to do just the same exact voice as Will, which is that Southern Richard Speck voice. And so that's where you hear the same exact voice twice. And um, and this is this is since then become a thing that we quote regularly. Usually, like if we're playing a game or something, and we got to go upstairs, you'll always hear one of us be like, "Well, I think I'll go upstairs." <laughs> And we just kind of go from there. Uh, but that's that's one of the reasons why I chose this episode is because it's uh, it, it just so there's so many funny moments in that episode. It just cracks me up. Um, and this uh, this last little clip here is from the Mad Chopper part two. Um, I think it's part two. But uh, yeah, here's this one. The two officers attempted contact, but Larry was not home. They jiggled the handle a bit, but it was locked. But either way, they didn't want to even think of entering without a warrant. Uh, they didn't want to do anything to jeopardize their case against the maniac. Mm-hmm. So, Detective, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, it cracks me up when they jiggle handles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I that. Nope, locked. Yeah. I included that because they made a point in the book to say they did they jiggle that. the handles. <laughs> yeah. Lots of jiggling going on. Uh, they didn't attempt they... to open the door. They jiggled the handle a bit. Mm. Yeah, they got jiggy with it. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. <laughs> I was waiting. I think it again. We broke him. Broken. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. We'll be right back. We got to wrangle Brian. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Back. Thank you, Richard, for filling in that gap there. Yeah. You good? Can I continue? Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, okay. okay. So, uh, Detective Brashears. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Will. You broke him again. <laughs> yeah, this, this one. <laughs> this is another just really funny moment that was improvised by, by a lot of us. Um, is because the music part there. So the way we do our episodes is is usually we'll all share a Google document and um, we'll all kind of follow along the script. And if, if there's a spot where we ask questions or we speak, um, we'll, we'll kind of like highlight it to let whoever is speaking know that we're going to say something or ask a question or kind of like interject. So we didn't have any of this in the script. And, and when I'm laughing, um, I reached over with my dying breath and cued the music in the background because Octavio had said, we'll be right back. And the first thing that came to my mind was like, all right, <laughs> it's like an intermission. We got to cut, 
<laughs> we got a cut right there. So, um, so yeah, it, it was just a really funny, just little quick, quick thinking on the moment. And just like, it just, it was just one of those moments that just cracks me up every time I hear it. Um, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a really good one. So, I mean, we asked Richard to play the music and yes, our pianist Richard was playing the music, uh, which by the way, Octavio and well, guess who I found sleeping in the studio when I got in here, Richard, 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 how long have you, how long have you been sleeping there? Do you, do you not have a place to go home to? Look, I just wanted to say sorry for telling you to shut the fuck up all those times and also paying you in pesos. So I just wanted to say sorry. And can you forgive me? Richard? Richard? No, oh, who am I kidding? You're not going to talk to me. It's like you don't even exist. But those were some of the, uh, those were some of my favorite moments in uh, with Bloodthirsty Times. And like I always say, it was good times. Great oldies, 99.9 KLOS. Or if you're bilingual, 95.5 La Superestrella. Sigue así, muy bien. <laughs> All right, what the, what the hell is that noise? What the hell is that noise? Oh, shit. Shit. Fuck. They, All right, they, they finally found me, guys. Oh, shit. Fuck, god damn it. guys i gotta get going uh sorry guys if you're listening but uh i'm about to steal a bunch of your shit uh first i'm gonna need some food all right hold on uh let's see what will's got in his little stash here mm. all right looks like he's got some potatoes right, he's boiled them mashed them and stuck them in a stew all right sweet putting that in the backpack And Octavio, let's see what you got over here. Hmm. Oh, lambas bread. Nice. And, oh, what's this? More lambas bread. All right. Well, I'm going to stuff that in the backpack there. And let's go ahead and do that. And, uh, oh, yeah, Octavio, I'm going uh, to be stealing your mic. So if you, uh, next time you record and you don't have a microphone, sorry. Uh, I'm going to be taking it with me so I can document my adventures to becoming a master barber. Okay, thanks. All right, so let me just uh, you know reconnect this here really quick. Just uh, do this real quick. I'm just gonna tape it here real quick. Tape it. Alright. Fucking. This fucking guy. Uh, I even brought the dogs on this one. Shit. Okay. 
boys let's see here looks like they got the helicopter flying around the building and let's see here looks like the police have gathered towards the front door of the building I'm on the eighth floor if I go down the stairs they probably already have SWAT cause, you know, storming up the stairs which means I don't have much time elevators are not an option uh, they probably got guys watching each floor. I could try what Cletus did and use a window. That's eight floors down. I mean, that's fucking crazy, man. I could die. So there's only a guy and his car in the parking lot down there. If I can land on top of his car, then I might be fine. I can land on the backpack to cushion the fall. That guy's going to be pissed, though. And there's no cops over there, so... Hmm. If I can time this just right, when the helicopter flies by, then they won't see me jump out the window. Fuck, it's a risky move. Alright, what would Will do in this situation? Do it! Don't be a chicken and jump out the window! Damn, didn't know Will was the, the little emperor on my shoulder. Like <laughs> a little fucking devil. <laughs> Alright, Octavio, you're the voice of reason. What would you do? Oh, fool, just jump, fool. But do I do I not have guardian angels on my shoulder? Do I have just two devils? Fuck. Alright. Fuck it. Alright, let's do this. Fuck. Alright, let's do this. One, two, Leroy Jenkins. Sorry, man. Sorry. I gotta go. My name's Octavio Gonzalez. I'm sorry about your car. Put it on my tab. My name is Octavio. I gotta go, man. I gotta go. I'm sorry. rest here for a little bit. I wanted to say sorry to everyone out there. I'm sorry. 
let you all down. I'm sorry. I'm getting really fucking cold. I'm sorry. You may or may not hear from me again. My name is Drex the Barber. And I am on a quest to become the best barber in the world. And to let those who have wronged me for payback. I don't know if I'm going to make it. The only way I'm going to make it is if you guys follow me on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> I need you to follow me and tell everyone about Drex the Barber. I'm sorry guys, it's getting really cold.